All right. Welcome in. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Woo-hoo. signing day. Uh, we got our first ever League 31 early signing day. Um, Jimmy and I are pretty excited with our classes, um, even if I mean, I didn't break any ties. But you know what? Two great clear leads and a guy that fell to me. So I'm pretty happy about that. So popping skis over here. And uh, let's go. That stuff is good. Um, yeah, so we're going to be going through, giving some instant reactions, a couple players. So um, I will read off a player and the teams on him, kind of what he was rated, and uh, Jimmy will tell you which team, and we'll kind of discuss why he picked that team. Okay? Sounds good. So let's start off with Darius Martin from Bethlehem. Uh, 6'4", shooting guard, smart guy, good scouted, good plus, good, excellent Good. Um, he wanted to stay home. Excellent local, fair win, excellent minus impact. This guy averaged 18.6, 5.6 rebounds, 4.4 assists, two steals, 0.4 blocks, and only 1.1 turnover. He was choosing between Reading, Lancaster, Atlantic City, New Haven, Philly, and Cooperstown. Where did he end up? So he ended up with Cooperstown, part of the 35-19 class. Okay. Okay. And what what are his stats? Um, as far as uh, can you look up that what his stats are? His for shooting splits. Shooting splits. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I can give me a second. Okay, so he scored eighteen and a half points per game. Uh, forty five point nine percent field goal. Pretty rough. Thirty seven percent three. Seventy nine point seven percent free throw for a fifty five percent true shooting. Uh, okay. It's a. It's not the kind of true shooting I like because I like to uh, take it in and not really shoot threes, but definitely a serviceable uh, shooting percentage for a guy that was playing shooting guard and scoring 18 and a half a game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It seems like a three ball shooter. Um, Seems like a guy that could just fit right into point guard Mm -hmm. looks. uh, Why do you think he picked Cooperstown over those other schools? So his, his um, peripheral uh, preferences besides local were what again? So uh, impact and local is what he wanted. Win was fair, but okay. excellent local. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that says it all. So Cooperstown is local. It, uh, conference four team uh, seems to make a lot of sense. But then you look at just the talent on this team. Uh, sophomores are in the 170s yeah. as far as recruiting preferences. Juniors, 170, 180. Seniors, slightly better, but in the 110 range. Uh, it's just not a super stacked roster. Uh, yeah. And so I think that... He wanted to stay home, which he did. And then I think Martin was like, hey, I want to be the guy. I want to play point, and I want to take all the shots. Uh, I didn't get to take all of the shots, just 15 and a half a game in high school. So I want to do that in college. Uh, and I think he's going to get his wish, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it. I mean, even the other two guys. He, he brought in some much-needed height with Weston, too, and uh, Muhammad Briggs, two pretty tall guys. But those guys are no threats whatsoever to score. So – Expect right. this guy to shoot a lot and shoot a lot of threes. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm guessing he shot 5.7 in high school, which is a lot. Which means, you know, he was probably pretty. He's probably pretty close. Probably a little bit over uh, 50 percent from two point mm-hmm. and then 37 from three. You can't you can't complain about that too much. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. And I'll be interested in how uh, Nutter uses him because he did. He does have Perot returning, who was his third leading scorer last year. Um, but Perot, like his assist to turnover ratio is 2.3 to 1.9. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I would personally moved 
Perota shooting guard. I found out that you can actually play a 6'1", 6'2", guy at shooting guard um, and give uh, Martin a run at point guard just to get as many touches as possible. Yeah. Okay, let's look at um, Adam Vanschake, who who chose New Orleans over the – I mean, he he chose New Orleans over the top – two of the top teams. I mean, not that New Orleans is bad by any means, but they didn't win their conference uh, in Clearwater and uh, Miami were just really solid. But so he is 6'3 of Orlando, pretty smart, 3.145 GPA shooting guard, good scouted, good plus, excellent plus, good minus, excellent minus, good minus. He was a good local, excellent plus win and poor impact. So, I mean, he had he had his choice. He had his choice of great teams. He mm-hmm. shot twenty one point seven twenty one point seven points per game, five rebounds, three assists, one point three steals, point eight blocks, and point eight turnovers. So, why do you think he chose New Orleans? Uh, I mean, the local has to do has has a one part of it, but I'm kind of confused. I mean, this this roster is for sure stacked, and they're stacked in terms of like senior leadership at the guard position you know um mm-hmm. they're they're returning their top two guards um Sorensen and dukes were super well dukes was a lot more efficient i guess i could see him overtaking Sorensen at the point guard position um but outside of that like they lost leader they lost bigs in new orleans mm-hmm. um and the other two guys in this class are pretty good like dylan sprague 15 points a game on 59% true shooting. And then Mm. Carbonara um, getting a little saucy with the 18.8 points per game on just 52% true shooting, but you know, still serviceable for a a six, seven power forward. And so they seem to fit into the, the small forward and power forward position pretty well. I'll be really interested to see if Van Shank can uh, win that starting point guard position, or if he goes with a little bit more seniority in Sorensen and then Van Shank takes over the team next year. So, yeah, and maybe he doesn't want to play point guard because you know sure. when you got um, when you got two teams like you got Miami who lost their point guard. Mm-hmm. You know they lost their point guard last year, who is their star player. Mm-hmm. They're obviously a really good team, but when you lose your point guard, it leaves a big hole. And uh, and then you got um, Clearwater, who uh, they uh, yeah they they also lost their point guard. So maybe he was a little scared that they were going to put him in point guard. He's like. I just don't – I want to be that off-the-ball mm-hmm. kind of guy to sure, start. Sure, And I know this team is solid. They're bringing back some solid guys. We got some solid guys coming with me. Um, so I'm not going to be the one that's trusted to have the ball in my hands all the time. But, you know, we can win with this team. So I think that might have had something to do with it. Yeah, you're probably right. Cool. Let's look at Matthew Johnson out of Olympia. Um he is a 6'5 shooting guard, good scouted, good, excellent, excellent, fair, excellent. He was good local, excellent win, and fair minus impact. 18.9 points per game, 4.4 uh, rebounds, 3.6 assists, 1.2 steals, 1.7 or 0.7 blocks, and only 0.9 uh, turnovers. He was signed between Scottsdale, Salem, San Francisco, Long Beach, Salt Lake City and Eugene. Where did he end up? So he ended up with Eugene, the um, okay. the second place team this year, which I mean makes hmm. sense, right? I mean, uh, yeah. He wanted to. He wanted to win. He wanted to. You said he wanted to stay local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gets both of those things in Eugene. Um, 
gets the same conference and then you know they they come off of their uh run to the championship unfortunately they did lose that game but uh with a stacked roster i mean they graduate the 45 58 class but they have classes in the 20s and then their seniors are going to be 83 73 so i mean for him to join the 15 18 class with uh muhammad ware and uh who's the other guy jericho rodney i mean this mm-hmm. makes all the sense in the world and i would i would put eugene as one of the main contenders for this coming year uh matthew yeah. johnson is clearly the like standout of this class um but he gets to potentially slot into that small forward position we see B, uh, coach bpg doesn't mind like a smaller uh small forward matthew johnson same exact height as the guy that they graduated um so i would say that this team is is pretty stacked and pretty primed for another uh run at the championship yeah, honestly, I'd like to see Ware play a little bit of uh, small forward and Johnson slide into that shooting guard role. But, you know, I'm Sam, it's, it's hard benching a guy who took you to the finals at shooting guard. Um, right. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. They might have just too much shooting to go around there. So we will, even, if, even though they did lose Cameron Collins, their small forward. Okay, let's, uh, let's look at the next player. Bryce Gatan from Worcester, um, Conference 2, 6-4 point guard, excellent scouted, good, good, good minus, good, excellent plus, excellent minus, excellent athleticism. He's a fair plus local, excellent minus win, and excellent plus impact. So he wanted to win, and he wanted to make an impact. 21 points a game, 4.4 rebounds, 5 assists, 1.8 steals, 0.3 uh, blocks and 1.8 turnovers. He was choosing between Manassas, Reading, Harrisburg, Utica, and Lancaster. Where did he end up? So he ended up with Waylon and the Bloodbath. He ended okay. up in Manassas, yeah. I kind of figured with their great class. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. This class is ridiculous. So he joins uh, Mullenix and Joshua Anderson. Who we'll talk about next. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so... Why don't we talk about them together, actually? Yeah, yeah let's... So, so Angel is from Atlantic City, the point guard, poor scouted, excellent, fair, good, fair, excellent. Uh, he is good local, fair minus win, and good impact. Uh, 24.2 points a game, 3.6 rebounds, 4 assists, 1.8 steals, 0. 0.6 uh, tur- blocks, and 2.3 turnovers. So he chose Manassas over Richmond and Atlantic City. So Manassas strikes gold. They get a 2-2. Big time. Yeah, they get a 2-2 and a 4-4 tie. I mean, that's <laughs> that's really hard to do. So congratulations, Manassas, with that. Uh, why did these guys want to play together? Did they want to own the backcourt together? What do you think? Right. I mean, I mean, I think that that's what makes sense. You think about Manassas and that sort of like excellent – it was an excellent plus um, win preference for uh, Graton, right? Excellent um, minus, excellent, excellent plus minus. impact. Excellent plus impact. Interesting. Okay, I think that I think the combination of that makes sense a little bit. So you have this team in Manassas who has landed now three really good classes in a row. Um, they did make the NTT last year, but they were the seven seed in conference two in the conference tournament and one out uh, in the conference tournament in order to make the NTT. And so, like when uh, Graton is picking. Manassas over like a Harrisburg who finishes ninth last year is a really, really good squad with like tons of history of doing well. Uh, that That's a little bit surprising, right? 
But you look at Harrisburg, they come in as like ranked 164 or something. And I wonder if these guys are like, hey, the sort of like change of guard is happening. Uh, Harrisburg is not going to be what they were. They graduate a really mm-hmm. good senior class. Manassas has built like these three classes in a row. Uh, with these guys that seem to fit really well together and you add just another big and Joshua Anderson like that's another conversation when he's getting 11 and 11 with 2.7 assists and 2.7 blocks and Mm -hmm. so um, I I wonder if they're just looking at the future of Manassas and thinking hey we can turn this 12 and 12 team into you know a 15 and 9 16 and 8 team this year you land one more class and all of a sudden you graduate out those bad seniors and all of a sudden Manassas is um, definitely a title contender and so yeah. I, I wouldn't have, I would have guessed that they were not the top priority going into signing day, but now as it's like shaping out, it makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. So they bring in the five, nine class. And I think these guys thought, I mean, both of them wanted to make an impact at some level. Um, right. Um, but, you know, sorry, Matthew, her, I think you're, I think your starting position's gone, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> oh, easily. Uh, easily. It's like, you can't, you can't bench both, uh, Mullinex and Graton. Right. Those two are going to be the combo guards working together. I think they want to play together. Yeah. You know, these, these guys know each other from the AAU circuit and uh, they play a lot of ball. Um, I'm really ex- interested to see too, if Joshua Anderson slides in there, is he going to, is he going to get, get some run? Um, I mean, Rashad Jones seems pretty good. Uh, I mean, they had a pretty good front court already, so right. we'll see what they do. Right. Yeah, I mean, he does add an element. I mean, it's just 2.7 blocks in high school, but um, this team was 6.4 blocks as a team, but your your four and your five are just getting 2.7 blocks. I do wonder if maybe uh, Anderson is a little bit of an upgrade over maybe Zachary Brown, but I think I think time will tell, you know? Um, yeah. But, I mean, hey, he just landed a, a little bit of a Dame-CJ combo here, and yeah. that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you if you like making the first round of the playoffs, that's pretty good. <laughs> <Right. you know? laughs> which, which honestly, I project for this year for Manassas. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, okay, let's look at the uh, next signing, which is, I mean, it's the big one, right? The big, big one. It's Pete James. Um, Did you say so James Pete Jones? J- oh, Pete James. Pete James. Um, your name must have James in it if you want to uh, be a seven-foot stud. I agree. Um, or is James Jones not seven-foot? I forget. I, uh, he was close. 6'11", I think, or 6'10". Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Wish he was on, you know. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> so Pete James uh, is an excellent scouted, excellent, good, poor, fair, good. He's fair minus local, good plus win, excellent uh, impact. 23.7 points a game, 10.6 rebounds, 5, 0.5 assists, 0.9 steals, 4.8 blocks. That's incredible. 1.1 turnovers. He picks Scranton over Decatur, Charleston, Daytona, Clemson, Gulf Shores, Fort Myers, Pontiac, Little Rock, Billings, Honolulu, Tempe, Seattle. That, that was a mouthful. That's a list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why Scranton? Um, so I, I thought that, you know, uh, it was in the cards for him to pick Tempe. Uh, like he has seen a coach there utilize James Jones. Well, sort of like follow that, um, formula, but he wa- he wanted to make an impact and yeah. where better to make an impact than in Scranton. Right. Like what do they have office buildings and that's it. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, a strangler for sure. But that that's all I know Definitely. of. You know what I mean? He's not worried about getting yeah. strangled at seven foot. You can't even reach his neck. But yeah. Um, I mean, you look at the other guys who even came into this class, and you have like Brandon Hayes. Uh, who plays as if he is in a haze, and Zion Gossman, who is pretty gross, man. And <laughs> and he is going to make all the impact in the world on this team. Kind of reminds me of Julian Woodward and getting to make an impact there, or um, Kevon Rose in um, in my conference getting to make just all the impact in the world. Because he, he comes into this team, and they're still ranked 182nd with the top guy in the class, easily, right? Uh, and it, <laughs> this freshman class was 78-55 which is like, oh, man, their second and third best play- and third player in this class were really, really bad. And so hmm. he's just going to get to make an impact all day. Um, doesn't care about winning, apparently, because it doesn't seem like he's going to get to win much. Um, but at least we'll put up, like, ridiculous stats. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And-, and, and I will say, Scranton has been really good in the past. It's just, it seems as if this roster is not built for him, you know. They just graduated a lot of impact as senior. Yeah, that's fair for sure. Um, yeah, and I mean, I was surprised that there wasn't more disparity in their uh, two rankings, but, you know, so maybe he isn't, at least by the magazines, um, sure. as, great, as great as people thought. But, I mean, he's an impact player. And, I mean, Tempe made a lot of sense, but, I mean, there's been whispers um, going through the ethers, you know, in his future um mm. in league 31 so sure um just something i mean he he's probably listening to some of that you know um so you you want to be there with a coach that's going to play totally that you're going to play with you know yep and plus like if you could go to region or conference 29 or conference three you're gonna and you want to make an impact you're gonna pick conference where, three where, where are you gonna get your numbers right you know? exactly but this Scranton's the place he wants to be if he if if he needs numbers and right he he's all about his numbers I mean for sure no, they, easily they only I mean they they have one person scoring eleven points that's their high score returning from next year so right, right. yeah he's put up thirty points a game I don't know why he wouldn't yeah let's look at Colin Proctor Colin Proctor um, is the Six five, uh, small forward out of Myrtle Beach, three point seven seventy three, uh, fair scouted, excellent, fair, excellent, 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 excellent local, fair plus, uh, win and poor plus impact. Um, nineteen points a game, six rebounds, three point eight assists, one point four steals, point five blocks, one point three, uh, turnovers. Chose between Jacksonville, Daytona. Clemson and Naples. Where do you end up? So he ended up with Daytona. Okay. Yep. Okay. So why why is that? Why do you think he picked yeah, Daytona? I mean, I mean, so the excellent local makes a lot of yeah. sense. Um, he's joining guys like Mark Melton, who's an absolute mm-hmm. stud. Uh, Max Pierce, who I think is a little underrated. I was on him. Um, but other than that, they they graduated the five eleven hammer, um, and. And and they don't have much other sort of talent on their roster. However, he comes in with, um, what is this, like 40? They're adding 60 points per game in this recruiting class. So he's joining Samuel Custer, who's 19 points a game on 57% true shooting, and 
6-1. And then Leviticus Beaton, who's 22.7 points a game on 56% true shooting, um, and mm-hmm. was playing small forward. And so I, I think that they actually added a ton, a ton of talent here. And so you get to move Mark Melton down to the the uh, power forward position and then maybe slot in all three of these guys in the one through three or um, – maybe keep Max Pearson there and, and let one of these guys come off the bench. And I think this is actually a really, really good uh, six uh, sort of person roster now with these guys. Um, mm-hmm. Daytona Daytona has had really, they do have re- pretty good sophomore and junior classes um, and the senior classes meh. Um, so I think that this, this roster has quite a bit of talent. Uh, it was a, an NTT team last year. And, but you look at conference 10, I mean, this is a really, really tough conference. Like Clearwater and Ocala are top 20 teams. Jackson just landed a really good squad and is a, just a storied program. And so um, he's going to get to compete hard. It, yeah. It's hard to say if they're going to make the NTT. I mean, maybe this conference does deserve three teams in the NTT. Uh, oh, and I miss St. Petersburg, who's even ranked higher than them. But So this is kind of a five-person conference. It's going to be hard for them to win, but I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean – for sure. I mean, Daytona just seems like it just seems like the logical choice for him, you know, hmm. um, and he has an opportunity to he has an opportunity to win with a solid basis. I mean, conference 10 is definitely tough, um, but, you know, his options were pretty limited. I mean, none of those teams are world beaters, you know, mm-hmm. um, so chance to play with Melton, you know, probably appealed to him and, and he won't. I, th- I think he wants. I think he's after that point guard position. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's look at the next two: Holland and Wade, two guys from Conference Twenty One. Um, so Wade was four uh, four point GPA sixty six uh, exam nerd. Uh, <laughs> four Go scouted ex- excellent, excellent, good, excellent, excellent. Uh, yeah, excellent, excellent. Fair plus local, poor minus win, excellent impact. Uh, 15.5, 15.6, 8.3, 3.4 assist, 1.2 steal, 0.7 block, 0.8 turnover. Um, Playing at opposition is a 6.5 power forward. You're going, you got Norman, Aspen, Boulder, and Colorado Springs. Where'd he end up? Uh, He ended up with Norman. Norman, okay. And then the other team Norman was on was Wade. The player was Wade six, or sorry, he was six six. And then Wade is six nine, two point eight five, thirty nine GPA. Excellent scouted, good, 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 good. Um, and uh, he was excellent, or he was good. Sorry, missed this. Um, he was good local, fair plus win, and poor minus uh, impact. Twenty one points a game, six point seven assists, only two turnovers. Oh, am I reading the wrong one? I am. <laughs> 20. He was excellent local, none minus win, and fair minus impact. So he 20 points a game, 12.3 rebounds, 2.4 assists, 1.4 blocks, 1.1 steals. Norman Lexington, Aurora, and Twin Falls, where'd he end up? He ended up with Norman as well. Okay, so they both went to Norman. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, yeah, tell me a bit more about this. Why, why do you think that happened? Yeah, when you first read those... Um those uh, preferences for Wade, I was like, this makes no sense if he wanted to win yeah. and didn't care about impact. Cause Norman, I mean, I'm pretty sure strategy changed teams a couple of years ago. Uh, they just have not had 
much luck over those last couple of years. They made the NCT yeah. in season 17, but they were the number 63 team. So they won their very last game in the NTT. Um, and then they made the RTT this year. Uh, not a very stacked roster. They have a couple sophomores who are okay. Um, and they're returning Antonio Green, who's a decent player. But I, I think this was impact for both of these guys. Um, like they, they have a wide open roster. They're both going to get to start. Um, mm -hmm. I think this this team loses a little bit of height, so that's easy for Wade. And then Holland might slot into the small forward position, move Sutton down. Um, so this just this just makes a lot of sense for them, just as far as impact, getting to play together. So they didn't want to fully throw out like uh, any sort of success. Um, yeah. But they still wanted their numbers, and I think they're going to get to get that with each other. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so it, should, it seems like a good a good team to you know just be a part of and see what happens. Um, let's uh, let's look at the next one. William Daniels out of Conference Twenty One, six one point guard, three point six eight fifty seven on the exam. Excellent scouted, excellent good good poor good. Um, He's good local, fair plus win, poor minus uh, impact, 21.5 points a game, 2.4 rebounds, 6.7 assists, one, one steal, 0.1 blocks, and two turnovers. Where he, he was choosing between Waterloo, Chicago, and Pueblo. Where did he end up? He ended up with Waterloo. Okay, Waterloo, who I think needed a point guard. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, Hess is obviously really, really talented, but – he seems like more of a shooting guard. Right. Um, right. Yeah. With well, the four assists and 3.3 turnovers per game, he's a perfect shooting guard. Yep. Yeah. So um, I feel like he slides in really nicely there at their, um, at their point guard position. And yeah, you feel like that's why he chose Waterloo. Yeah. I mean, so people might be wondering like, Oh, the good local, I mean, he stayed within region, but didn't stay within conference. Um, but you have to remember uh, the like a good local compared to a fair plus win, uh, which were sort of the two determining um, uh, preferences. Good, good local is really only three away from like it not having impact at all, which, you know, the way that uh, local works is actually it's so it's six away, whereas fair plus is what three, six, nine away or eight away. Um, Feeling real fine. Yeah, I, second, second. I was about to say that. <laughs> so um, the fair plus win was actually more impactful here. And you look at Waterloo. I mean, they finish 17th in the NTT this year. I thought they were going to finish a lot higher, but had a really, really good year. Finished number six in the nation um, at 19 and five. They have a really, really good roster already. Um, and so, and they graduate their worst class and add this really good class. So I, I think it's definitely the win factor. Yeah. For sure. Let's look at Matthew Hall, um, 6'5", six, five, uh, six, out of Conference 1, Buffalo, 3.63 uh, um, GPA, 65 uh, exam. He's a power, he played power forward, so a little out of position as a 6'5 guy, fair scout, excellent, excellent minus, good, fair, good minus. Um, he was fair local, fair plus win, fair plus impact. 17.8 points a game, 8.2 rebounds, 0.8 assists, 1.1 um, steals, 0.8 blocks, 0.9 uh, turnovers. He was choosing between Waterloo, Harrisburg, Utica, Jefferson City, Omaha, and Portland. He ended up choosing Jefferson City. I got a text from Bobby 
earlier today and he said that he it was a horrible class and that the five five tie he broke was a career walk on uh, or no not sorry. a career backup career backup which for him probably means he's good 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 <laughs> right um <laughs> i would agree yeah i stole that from jimmy jimmy told me that earlier <laughs> so uh, i can't take full credit for that i was gonna um, let you <laughs> uh what, why do you think he ended up choosing Bobby in Jefferson City, especially a coach that doesn't seem like he even likes him? Right. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, so you look at his fair plus, fair plus on win and uh, local. Um, it's pretty interesting. It seems like the win here just won out um, mm-hmm. because he's not going to make an impact on this roster. Maybe he was like, maybe he really does see himself as a power forward. You know, he's like a, a Tariq Cohen who just said that he was a power back even though he's, you know, he's 5'4", or whatever he is. Um, he's like, yeah. We're a small forward. They lost their small forward, too. Right, right. So he's like, oh, I fit into those wing positions or that 3 mm-hmm. four, the, the front court pretty well. Um, and, and they're graduating that, and they're a winning squad. And he's just going to get benched. I mean, and he doesn't have too much versatility. Like, he might actually play backup power forward for mm. Bobby because he can't, he can't really pass. He has more turnovers than assists, so he can't play small forward. Um, they already have like a backup power point guard. Well, I guess Melvin Dent's probably going back into the lineup. So maybe he plays backup shooting guard. So, yeah. um, it, it was mostly the win. It seems like, um, yeah. thank God Bobby has two NA spots because the other two guys in this class are pretty bad. <laughs> For sure. For sure. So, um, let's keep moving on. We, next we have Jacob Bitter, uh, Jacob Bitter from Frankfurt. Uh, 6'1", point guard, fair scouted, 3.22 GPA, 52 exams, uh, fair scouted, excellent, good, good, poor, fair. Plus, um, he is fair minus local, poor win, and good plus impact. 24 points a game, 2.8 rebounds, 1.8 assists, 1.8 steals, 2.8 2.8 uh, rebounds and assists, 1.8 steals, 0.2 uh, blocks, and 1.9 turnovers. He was choosing between Macon, Tuscaloosa, Dearborn, and Las Vegas. Where did he end up? So he ended up with Dearborn. Okay. So why do you think he picked Dearborn? I mean, initially I was like, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, his impact was the highest, which makes sense for Dearborn. Um, but mm-hmm. you, you don't go to Conference 15 to make an impact on a bad team because you're going to get shut down too, you know, um, the conference is too good, but I think he has, I think he has an eye of, for the limelight. I think he enjoys mm. being in sort of the like mainstream media and isn't going to mind yeah. getting beat up for four years as long as he's on TV every week. And, okay. And so I it's kind of like Trey young. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a really good way to put it. Um, and so I, I think that's fine. I mean, this, this is a really good class for bitter yeah. to be involved in. Um, I love Gilliam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gilliam's really, really good. I mean, he gets more points in Brailsford after graduating Dylan Jackson. And so it, it, it makes some sense, you know, yeah. um, adding him here. And I, I do, though, think he's going to be pretty bitter after his four years here. Just lo- okay. losing a lot. His last name's Bitter, if you guys didn't yeah, remember. Yeah. yeah, that one was a little too easy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's look at Kevin Fitcher. Um he was a 7-7 tie out of Evansville, um, 3.62 uh, GPAs, 58 exam, 
good scouted, excellent, 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 good, excellent, Whew. good local, fair, um, fair win and fair minus impact. So 31.6 points a game, 4.4 rebounds, 2.2 assists, 1.4 uh, steals, 0.4 blocks, and one turnover. He was choosing between Lansing, Jefferson City, Savannah, Gulf Shores, Memphis, Rockford, Sioux City, and Sacramento. Where did he end up? He ended up with Memphis. Okay. Wow. So why do you think Memphis? Uh, I mean, so... The local preference, all those guys that you read were local, right? Mm-hmm. And then you said fair win. Oh, there was Sacramento too. Oh, in Sacramento, yeah, sure. Yeah, um, but it's then, not. right. But then you have fair win and fair minus local. Yeah, or fair minus impact. Sorry. Um, so it's pretty close. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, Memphis was one one of the worst, if not the worst, team on him, um, and they graduated their best class. Um, yeah, and so it doesn't make a whole lot of like if you it, your win wins out a little bit more than your impact here, but even then he would have made an impact on any good team. Um, and so I don't fully know why he picked Memphis, but he he did take them from they finished one thirty fourth uh, at the end of last year, and they're they come in as a seventy fifth ranked class with all three of their other classes are in the hundreds and rankings, and then they pull in the three one class, and all of a sudden they're seventy fifth. Um, so he is going to make an impact. He is going to get to sort of uh, do whatever he wants to do with this team. Um, but he does have to play Rockford twice, twice a yeah. year, Canton twice a year, St. Cloud once a year, St. Paul once a year. So Conference 14 is no cakewalk. Um, and so it, it doesn't fully make sense to me. But, I mean, good for you, Babernew. This is a really, really fun guy you're landing. Yeah, and then I just want to quickly look at um, the top two recruits in uh, Huxley's formula. Um, he has Connor Payton and Jose Lambert. So um, so Payton ended up choosing Los Angeles. He was a good minus local, fair win, good minus impact. And then Lambert was a good minus local, good minus win, an excellent impact. Lambert, where did he end up? He ended um, up with Flint. L- listen to this ranking. 133-39 class. Huh. Wow. Yeah. So he is like the other two guys are bad and he is yeah, yeah. good. Right. Because um we'll remind you again, like if you don't know how that works, they they usually I think they take the top two guys of the class for that second ranking. And so if it's lower, that means your top your third guy sucks. Um and your yeah. or or you have one really incredible guy. And this yeah. is a combination of both. I mean, he's only scoring 13 points a game, 12 rebounds, but 3.3 blocks. So he doesn't like super stand out, but I mean, he, he has to be an absolute stud in ratings. Yeah. And then, uh, Peyton ends up choosing Los Angeles. Um, very, very bad team. Uh, <laughs> but you know, they, they bring home Peyton who he looks like he can just do it all. He looks yeah. incredible. He really and does. Doesn't turn it over, plays great defense, passes, rebounds. 6'8 guy that gets almost 12 rebounds a game. That's unheard of, you know? Right. Um, so they had an 87-27 class. So Same big. deal. Yep. Yep. Another great. guy that stuck out to me um, was uh, you look at Odessa. They had the 106-35 class. So – it's like, man, I didn't think I looked at their players. I'm like, man, I don't. But it looks like Alexander Obermeyer must mm-hmm. be incredible. Like, mm-hmm. 6'2 point guard that's shooting 62.9 from the 
true shooting percentage. Yeah, he gets five point two assists. This is a guy to watch. Like yeah. I didn't, he didn't, he didn't strike me before, but you see these numbers: six, almost seven three pointers a game. And he almost hits half. Yeah, that's wild. He, this he, guy could be incredible. Yeah, yeah, especially on a team that finished one hundred eighty ninth last year. They come in seventy third after this class, um, mm-hmm. but they didn't have. They don't return anyone that's like an incredible scorer. I think. Yeah, yeah he's a thirty thirty five point a game guy. Yeah, so right. I'm. I'm excited to see him. He he, um, he was out of uh, he was out of uh, New Orleans, so that's where he played, and uh, you know he wanted to make an impact. I think. Yeah. Uh, so he got to. Um, yeah. It, it looks like he's going to have that chance. You know, he's gonna he's gonna put up his numbers. One other team I think I saw that was similar to Odessa, um, with the uh, disparity Difference. was yep. Miami. So they brought in the um, 107-43 class. Nice. So um, looks like they got a stud too, and that stud is probably. Um, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not sure, but I'm guessing Roderick uh, Bauman, um, based on his uh, shoot, true shooting percentage and uh, and his rebounding and stuff like that, and his blocks, like 1.9 blocks from a six-six power forward. Yep, I think you're probably right. But hard to say for sure. So right. congrats to um, Starchild on that. Any yep. other thoughts you want to look at this class? Do you want to look at the top team or yeah, any teams you that yeah. surprised you? I mean, a couple of notes. San Antonio landing the 1-1, one, one, or sorry, 1-2 class. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, they must have an absolute stud. And they really don't. I mean, you know, Thomas Clemens was really, really good. Um, but no guy is like Pete James level of production. Like these guys are pretty good but not i wouldn't have guessed this to be the one two class so that's yeah. pretty surprising i would I think say clemens is probably pretty good i mean yeah. i was on him i was a little bummed i didn't get him but i also sure. knew i was going outside my region for a guy that wanted to stay local so right, right. um his yeah. splits are incredible 50.7 49.1 and 88.6 yeah that's pretty crazy um i, I would also say uh rockford future star uh, sorry current star uh landing <laughs> the 1128 class after winning the championship i mean yeah come on that's awesome he's um, landed every i mean he just keeps on landing great class after great class right right he has four incredible classes like if he's not the the favorite for the championship this year i don't i mean i don't know who is you know what i mean yeah i mean he he's the current champion brings back all five starters and he replaces a 187 class with an 1128 class right all right, that's crazy. And so, and then just a couple of classes or teams who didn't land particularly great classes. Just want to, you know, say commiserations to um, who was it? I mean, Gadfly didn't land a, a very great class. There's a lot of really good coaches. Cheese didn't. Um, I think no, Salt Lake said he did. Who was the other one I was thinking of? Seattle. Uh, Jocko mm-hmm. didn't land a super good class. So sorry, guys. Marsupial didn't land a great class. JV Nut. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey. You guys are all great coaches. I, I, There's I, always I, next year. <laughs> yes, yeah. There's always like tomorrow or Monday when you get to dream of the guys that that are to come. And so, um, you guys are great cat cl- coaches. We'll bounce back. And so, uh, good luck with that. Yeah. Um. Oh, real quick, Olympia landed Ethan Walker, and uh, Ethan Walker, man, sixty-two point one percent true shooting on twenty-two point six points per game that's he awesome. shot 
he almost shot four. He almost had the 50, 40, 90 uh, thing for him going. Uh, he missed it by 0.7 from three. So that guy looks like he's going to be fun. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. He's going to just light up the scoreboard. Yeah, so. he's awesome. Yeah. So uh, congrats, everybody. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back in your ear soon. We're going to do a, um, some PNTT podcasts this afternoon and night. So yep. thanks so much. Yep. See you guys later.